Welcome, everybody, to the first real podcast of the 2020 season, because this show started as a weekly recap show, and that's exactly where we are landing right now. <laughs> this is our it roots. Is. Yeah, we are back to the roots. We did a nice little off-season. We had the four hours worth of preview show, but... God. This is the part of the season that gets me fired up, man, because we get to talk about these teams with points on the board, with expectations shattered. There's records. People have lost. They're all panicking. People have won. They're like getting their belt sized up and they're ready to win it. I'm Mm. this is this is the best podcast of the year. Week one. And remember those first podcasts where I would like call and like talk on speakerphone and your <laughs> mic it's been a journey it has been a journey. oh yeah they're all there probably the web.com twitter yeah oh, they're, they're, they're all on the they're all on google drive yet i have them all <laughs> the very awesome. first uh web podcast was from the this counter is... of 316 and menominee by myself <laughs> while you were at class and i was just sitting there Hello, web owners. <laughs> yeah, I remember there wasn't like a whole lot of enthusiasm like it is now. It was just more like, <laughs> so this is what happened. Every every story starts somewhere. Every brand has to start somewhere. We start. We have humble beginnings, but what was the God the podcast was directly t- taken from the wall of text. Like this is. <laughs> remember the wall of text. wall of sex i still have a, a season and a half of those saved relics <laughs> from from history oh we need to buy like a storage area and turn it into <laughs> web, web hall of fame well okay i was just i was just thinking about this though because like i was, I was thinking about like turnover in the league uh like who we've had where when they left when other people came in and i was thinking like Caleb and Carter have been here for like a while now. Yeah. Like you guys have been in this league. Like we're on year eight and you guys have been here for like 75% of our history, which is weird to me because like Carter still feels like the new guy, Carter taking over Luke's team. Yeah. What was that? 26, (laughs) 2016 start to start. To start uh, 2016, that was his first season. So he is—he's four seasons deep. He's on season mm-hmm. five. Caleb That's is a wild. year before that. How it's crazy, crazy it is! Just, long. How how long ago does it feel that Luke's been in Web and Luke even had three years in Web? That's yeah. how yeah. old Web is. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Like I know. he hasn't been here in ages. That, yeah, I, it's crazy. And I mean, we're. This is we're on a, a new horizon for web. I think after week one of the expansion era, everybody can say, yeah, this is going to be different. This is this is not web of 2013 to 2019 that we're in for something completely different now. And it's exciting. And, and I'm happy with the group that we're bringing into this new era of web. And I think this is going to be the group that we ride with for many, many of years. But um yeah so it's week one guys uh points have hit the board the boards have finalized and teams now have a win or a loss 
So uh, I, I kind of think of this as like the week of overreaction or, or maybe like overcorrection. Um, but like just in general, what, what are your guys' impressions coming out of week one? Like how, how are you guys uh, feeling about your teams, the league? Like what, what are you thinking right now? My first takeaway was how disoriented I was like the whole Sunday, just trying to figure out like what my prediction was. I was like, ah, is 180 good? Or is that yeah. like the new 160? Is that bad? So like spent the whole Sunday like, ah, and eventually I got over 200 and I was like, well, that's pretty good, I think. So yeah, I was trying to gauge like what is, what is a good score for me? That was my main takeaway of the weekend. Yeah, for me, it was the reminder of how depressing it can get throughout the day as your team slowly <laughs> dwindles into nothingness. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a great point, because uh, every season we go into this thing, there's expectations. We think we know what teams are, how they look on paper. And then you hit week one and suddenly it's like everybody's mind is is changing. Like, you know, all of these, this off season is like, it's all out the window now because somebody's 0-1. And I mean, sometimes that means something and a lot of times it doesn't mean anything, but that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about something because there was some crazy things that happened this week. Some teams lost that we didn't expect to lose and some teams showed up big time, um, and like you're saying, Brock, the the standard of scoring has changed. There's no yeah. such thing as the 160 week anymore. That is, and, and we'll see exactly how that changes probably at the end of the season yeah. when we can say, okay, scoring has jumped by 10 points per game. Now we know that a 170 is like that mm-hmm. new mark or whatever, but um yeah, we we had a couple teams over two hundred already, so that it's mm. this is not the same league anymore. We're we're gonna be shattering yeah. all of the previous records, but it's gonna be weird too because I feel like the averages at the end of the year are gonna not be like that much higher because I was like looking at week one last year we averaged one sixty three, and it's one sixty seven point eight this year, but I feel like him and the two expansion teams are going to kind of artificially keep that number down so it might even yeah. not even be after this year where we truly know because it's going to kind of skew things a little bit i think well that's that's the other part of this is like right away i mean it's only one week we'll see how this kind of sticks but mm-hmm. uh the the league has like separated now you know it, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. seem like it's gonna be just a clump for 14 weeks with maybe like that team that's kind of out of it. Like, I think we're going to start to see where you're going to have teams now where it's like, I can score 200 every week. And then you're going to have teams where it's like, they're struggling to get to 140. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, maybe that's not true. Maybe we'll see as the season progresses that those teams can score more and will. But I have a feeling that the, the whole like parody of web it's going to start to shift and that's going to start to play into the trade market a lot. Mm-hmm. You're going to see guys, uh, you know, you're, you're going to see sellers earlier. You're going to, you're going to have those teams that are like, okay, yeah, I'm a good team. I need to go out and grab guys. That stuff's going to happen more now. And I think that's honestly good for the league and yeah. going with that quarterback scoring, which we'll obviously talk about as we get into these teams, but, 
what did you guys think? Because for me, I'm looking at it and, and I'm already looking at quarterbacks in a different way because yeah, I see somebody like Russell Wilson who went for a couple of thirds a few years ago. And I'm like, I, I, I would offer the farm for this guy right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I kind of broke before the season started. I was kind of breaking down like how much the like, number 12 quarterback is separated from the number one with the new scoring, like and what it would have been throughout the league history. And it ended up being like more than I expected. So this, this QB scoring change, I might cool off my super flex argument, but for a while here, cause I'm really digging it so far. Like even this week, like me having Aaron Rodgers just go off was kind of the difference in our matchup. Um, so I think, I think we got a nice little setup right here for quarterback scoring. And I, I might f- go out and buy, spend some firsts on somebody. Who knows? Ooh, Let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like what it's doing. It's making the quarterbacks, making them into the most important players on your team, pretty much, which is what they should be. So even without Superflex, it seems like we've kind of found a way to make them more valuable than like they should be. Yeah, and, and we'll see how that progresses throughout the season, obviously. But uh, through through one week, I thought it went really well. Um, but let's dive into this because we have a lot of really good games this week. We had a super close game, um, and we didn't have a game of the week. It's week one. I figure, you know, we're all excited about all these matchups. This is like the perennial week one, the Tim Dan, the commissioner's matchup. Uh, so let's just start from the top. Uh, let's, let's do the commish bowl. So. This is, you know, this is our new non-conference block. We're we're running through each other's conferences for five weeks. Or no, six weeks. Six. Six yeah. weeks, yeah. A full six-week window. We're all playing each other. And we start where we always start, Brock, which is which is in the Kamish Bowl. And mm-hmm. we've we've it's been pretty back and forth throughout our history, I would say. I don't yeah. I don't know if this record that I'm looking at is actually correct. So I'm not going to say that it's five and six all time with you with the advantage, but it's close. I feel it like could it be alternated like the last like four years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you come out on top this week, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of, you know, I went into the season again as kind of a, a favorite. It seemed like a general idea of our preview. And my team didn't do bad. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like great, but it it mm-hmm. wasn't terrible. And your team came out and kind of showed a lot of things from guys where we may have been questioning those players. Caleb, maybe you'd like to address yeah. a twenty-two point performance from Jameson Crowder. Um, you no, know, everyone gets lucky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I may have gone a little overboard on the Jamison Crowder hate. Maybe I should have directed it more towards T.Y. Hilton, who had an eight-point outing. But uh, obviously the targets are there. The targets are there. Uh, I mean, the Jets are an absolute mess still, so I'm interested to see if we can hold this up. But, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it looks after 16 games. 
And maybe even next season, you know, it could be a fluke year. So That's maybe fair. even twenty twenty two. This could be. <laughs> yeah, two we don't want to jump ahead of anything. On this. You know, let's simmer for a few. Let's just wait till he's retired, so we can really assess <laughs> yeah, his career. Really, yeah, <laughs> maybe a few more wide receivers come in and see what they do. Well, we were uh, we were kind of talking up uh, your efforts on defense, Frazier, of, yeah. of getting these guys into good positions again, but. It was a 34-point outing from the defense this week. You had a couple of goose eggs. You find a way to win by 15, even with that. But uh, the defense... Eggs, was, yeah, a couple of ones. Yeah, <laughs> it was, no. It was ugly. It was, yeah, like a 12 and a 10, and that's like 70% of your scoring for the week. But, the, <laughs> I mean, the offense was what won you the game. You had the best offense in the league this week. Is that... You know, is that what you expected to happen, or was that kind of a shock to you? Uh, not not really. It was kind of a shock. I got a little bit, I guess, unlucky. I know Thompson got injured on, like, the second play of the game, didn't come back. Uh, Taylor Rapp is apparently a backup now. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, he was active and played a little bit, but just, I think it was, like, maybe 10 snaps, maybe. Um, and then, yeah, I probably could have subbed in, uh, I was kind of chub playing on Monday. I kind of had that pretty well locked up because I know, I knew he was going to be in a snap count. So I was just going to send it with him, but yeah, the offense was pretty shocking. Um, before I even like sat down to like watch red zone, Chris Carson had two touchdowns. I was like, geez, but yeah, I would say. Didn't expect the offense to come out like this and carry my defense like that. It's actually pretty promising because I'm expecting the defense to rebound a little bit, I hope, but we'll see. Okay. Great offensive performance. Uh, it is tough to see the two guys you acquired from Riley, Chubb and, and yeah. Rap, put up a combined one point. It seemed really good on paper, and it, it, maybe it'll still turn out, I think, for Chubb for sure. The Rap thing is a little bit of a question mark, but... uh. Those running backs, Zeke, Carson, and even Mixon didn't have a great week, but you assume he'll probably pick it up. Um, I guess it kind of depends with that offensive line. And um, maybe a little question mark with George Kittle, a little injury bug going on there with him. We'll see how that pans out. But overall, can't complain. I mean, that Aaron Rodgers week really propelled you forward. Yeah. I mean, if he puts up like a normal 20-point week, you lose this game. Like if he puts up Deshaun Watson numbers, so scoring – Almost 20 points more than Watson was pretty much the deciding factor in this game. Yeah, and my team, like I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like scrolling through here, and I'm like, God, everybody had like a good game, but it's just a matter of like <laughs> the the totals are a little bit boosted with the half point. You notice mm-hmm. that a little bit more mm-hmm. than I thought we would. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, what's well, considered just, like a it's considered like a good game for quarterbacks now. Like, is a twenty-point outing? Is no, that, I don't think a twenty-point outing is good. I think I think you need twenty-five yeah. at least. Yeah. So, like, it looks looks solid from from like last year's standpoint, but I feel like you probably want a little more. What we're looking with this year, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, even even looking at like you know my running backs, you know, twenty-one and fifteen, like I would take that every time last season, but I mean, Aaron Jones, 15 points, like he had four catches. So right there, that was an additional two points that I saw out of that, out of that region. But 
I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be weird to like monitor this as we move forward because I'm going to, like you said, we have to kind of realign how we feel about players' performances. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's 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 just a classic case of Frazier doing exactly what I said when we did the rundown, which is like you question the team, you question some of the holes, and the team just comes out and it just puts it on. And it's like you're one and oh again, you're you're ready, you wanna, you know, not nine wib, which is you know, that's another weird thing now. Yeah, wib is all thrown off. <laughs> so <laughs> third best wib of the week for you. And yeah, I mean it's it's gotta it's gotta feel good for you as you watch what your uh, pack five counterpart was was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I would, the buzz over there. <laughs> After all the the Jameson Crowder slander that, admittedly, wasn't all Caleb, but he kind of sparked the Twitter, the Twitter frenzy of the slander. <laughs> Watching him run all the way to the end zone, I I felt things that I <laughs> felt in a while. I was like, Same. oh my god, look at those little legs go! He's going all the way. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, we, let's, let's transition here because, uh, there's a pretty big story on my roster right now. And that is Michael Thomas, who, uh, had a very strange day. Uh, I watched the game just, it was so weird to not see him being funneled the ball. And then he kind of disappeared towards the end of the game and I, what he wasn't playing. And I was like, what is going on? And then. You come to find out he has a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss a few weeks. I mean, this is the, this is the overreaction part of week one, because now I'm down Michael Thomas for like three games and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm selling it all. You know, for you, (laughs) um, I think it's a good thing that he's going to just be out rather than playing, try to, Try to do the decoy uh, Calvin Johnson thing that Dan got killed by back in the day. Yeah, um, I'd say that for sure. But definitely not not great start. I, I would imagine you're glad you picked up Nuke right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's what, the other mass massive day. Sixteen mm-hmm. targets, fourteen catches. Yeah, he was Good one God. yard short of a touchdown. On top of it. Oh yeah, I got called back too. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I yeah, obviously Nuke's gonna he's gonna pick up some of that slack, hopefully for me with Mike being out. Definitely happy with that so far, obviously. But I uh, it, it appears that I'll be starting Brandon Cooks in uh, in week two. So that that was Ooh. something I was hoping to save for bye weeks, and now here we are. <laughs> I'm not not really sure on Devontae's status. He's dealing with an injury as well. I currently have Noah Fant in the flex for week two. It's we're already getting into it here. Championship hangover, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The defense kind of disappointed. It wasn't a terrible week for the defense, but I'd like to see more out of uh, out of this group. But a uh, certain player on the bench that had a breakout first NFL game performance, and that was Chase Young. Ooh, yeah. sack and a half force fumble just i mean he's beating up on the broken eagles offensive line like he's <laughs> been in the league for five years he'll be in the lineup uh for the rest of the season so yeah i he could have been drafted earlier 
<laughs> uh, I've been told I've been like conflicted with this all off season. Like, God, should I have taken Jefferson? Should I have taken rugs? <laughs> ah, that felt good to see him come out and do that though. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So I'm on one and I, I kind of was thinking back on this, like, you know, what, uh, what does Owen one mean for a team? You know, like what, the champions of web, how many of them have started uh, Owen one? Hmm. And you may be shocked to find out that uh, it's not as many as you'd think. You know, you figure week one's kind of weird, like it doesn't yeah. really mean that much. But uh, it's I won week one last year. Josh hmm. lost uh, in 2018. You lost in 2017, but then you won. Parker won. Parker won. And Dan obviously won in 2013. So Mm. it's only a handful of times. It's not not super skewed or anything, but it kind of makes me feel like I should blow it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing I've been talking with Tim about. He's kind of put in put like a block on people blowing it up (laughs) because he just owns so many picks right now. Unless he wants to go for a title, <laughs> just trade a couple of That's trade true. a team or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's that. That's a championship game rematch. Frazier bests me this time around. We'll see you later this year uh, for another round of that, hopefully. But championship. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So let's let's move on. Uh, we have. What's next on the slate here? That would be Tim and Dan. Another staple matchup. Not nearly as contested. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, a special game each season. Mm -hmm. And once again, Dan has bested Tim. To nobody's surprise. Uh, Wasn't a, a, you know, a super dominant week by Dan. He had an eight wib, so good week for him. 180, Mm -hmm. 181. Um, but Tim shows up here with the 130. So I think I think the main takeaway here is that Tim is maybe as bad as we think he is, and that this is going to be a long ride. It's yeah, I I would have to agree. Um, I'm looking at Tim's games on my schedule as pretty much automatic wins at this point. Um, it's it's been a while since we've had teams. Team's that bad. Um, I guess a few bright spots. Kareem Hunt uh, kind of was to use just as much, if not more, than Nick Chubb. Um, but and Darius Slayton, we might have been given <laughs> giving him too much shit there. If he continues it like this, that might actually be an underpay for Slayton. Um, other than that, though, yeah, it's going to be a rough year. Like these, these receivers are just so, so bad. I can't. Yeah, I don't, yeah. He's lucky he I traded don't even for Slayton. Yeah, because if he wouldn't have another receiver to start at this point, because Mims yeah. is on IR, he's got mm-hmm. no one on his bench. So it's literally just Perriman, Slayton, and Edwards, and we'll see what happens come bye weeks. That'll be fun, but uh. <laughs> uh yeah, and you saw some things out. J.K. Dobbins scored a yep. couple tutties, so that's always good to see. Um, but otherwise, yeah, uh, tough to see Leighton Vanderesh, who he's been shopping. Oh man, tough to see him web go down. factor. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sucks so. for him. I know he's had quite a few almost near deals yep. um, that he hasn't quite pulled the trigger on. But so yeah, that's yeah. a bummer. Also, yeah. Jarwin uh, loses Jarwin. Yep. I was excited yep. about him. But uh, Dallas Goddard. He's, he's I got Benny Snell. Oh, and Goddard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he, I mean, yeah, there's, so a, there's a few things going yeah. on here where it's like Benny yeah. Snell, uh, Goddard has a better game than Ertz. Maybe this is like a changing of the guard season now, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Dan's thoughts on that. And he has a quarterback just surplus, apparently. If Webb was all quarterbacks, then you may be talking about the best team in the league here, but <laughs> he's got Trubisky, Minshew, Cousins all on the bench, all scoring more than Deshaun Watson. So yeah, he has all those quarterbacks that like no one really wanted going into the year. Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. Minshew, Trubisky, all kind of balled out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that continues, especially for Mitch the bitch. What? Um, <laughs> so flip side is obviously Dan here. He's the one that has aspirations this season and it was a good week for him. But uh, Saquon, let's talk about what Uh-oh. Saquon did. Who watched the game? I didn't. Yes. I, I half did. I didn't really see much it, of the actual. It was match. okay. It was a very bad matchup between the Giants having a very bad offensive line and the Steelers' defensive line just being dominant. Like, I can't remember what the stat was, but he was like getting hit. Um, I don't know how far back in the backfield before. So it it was just like there was like a good solid quarter where he was at negative yards, and he was able to chug out a 15 carry six yard stat line uh, he luckily they used him in the passing game six receptions for 60 yards so he got a little bit of a boost there but that was not what he wanted to see for the guy he shipped off a uh, couple of couple of first round picks for and i mean yeah. that kind of fit the fit the narrative of the week a little bit where you, there was a few guys like the superstar players that just didn't show up for the team michael thomas saquon i mean there was a handful of guys and you know the jameson crowders of the world were the ones <laughs> lifting people to victories it's hey, kind of a I weird would, thing i would say crowder is in that superstar category um, yeah, he kind of fell through that's fair <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, DK Metcalf has a nice a nice start to his sophomore campaign with the long touchdown. So obviously Dan likes that a lot. And the decision to start Will Fuller purely based off of adrenaline on a on an NFL <laughs> kickoff Thursday night actually paid off by a few points. So that was that was good. He's getting funneled targets till yeah. he gets hurt. So. The other thing, too, yeah. I heard a lot of good things on my Twitter about uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. It looks good. I added weight. Hopefully he doesn't get injured this year with that added weight. But, yeah, he's got a lot of those. Remember the themes of, like, these past band teams last, like, two years where it's, like, one week it's, like, fire and the next week he's bad? Do we think he's going to be more consistent this year? Um. I don't know. I'm looking at his team. You know, you're starting guys like Will Fuller, Tyreek Hill, even DK, like more boomer bust guys. Uh, but you know, you got Derrick Henry who gets 31 carries, so I feel like he's yeah. got a solid floor each week, and he's got Mahomes. So 
Um, I, I don't know. I, I, we could see some of that up and down. It, it's, it's tough to say this early. Well, I, I, and I, I agree with just this fact that like, he's kind of just been this person for a few years. Like he's <laughs> bought into guys that are like that. And mm-hmm. that's why he's had success because he gets mm-hmm. those big games and he ties a few of those together and then has a huge week. And I think he's okay with that. That might that's kind of just his identity now. He's kind of just mm-hmm. bought into the being the boomer bus team. There's probably gonna be one week this year where all of it happens at once and he breaks that three hundred <laughs> barrier. Break it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's gonna do I that? That's what I want to know. My money would be on that. <laughs> Well, I don't know. He might have to figure out that kicker situation because uh, Gaskowski yeah. had a bit of a rough night. <laughs> you want to know what that's all about? I'll tell you what that is. That is a tried and true lifelong money maker that gets brought in to sabotage the big five rival. Inside He's like, yeah, I'll sign a contract with you. Sure. I'll sign a contract and I'll just miss a few kicks. Get you negative points. <laughs> Suck on that. Release me. Money makers for life. I'm just, Take that, Dan. <laughs> on the broadcast, they said he was a surefire fire Hall of Famer. I don't know what you guys think of that. I think I, he is. Yes! Yes! Kids just got the yips. Remember that one here that Mason Crosby was freaking terrible? Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, I guess like I don't know what the, the Hall of Fame criteria is for a kicker. Just be around for like... Be around, years. win Dude. a couple Super Bowls. He was... He was a legend. Oh, yeah, I know. He was yeah. like Mason Crosby, a Hall of Famer. Well, Webb was playing like, Ring Around the Rosie with their kickers. I just had my kicker spot locked in for seven years. Never had to think about it. Never one time thought about it. Just 10 points every week. 20 points every single week, Caleb. That's a Hall of Fame kicker. Justin Tucker, Hall of Fame kicker? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Give kickers and punters respect in the Hall of Fame process. I don't don't understand why there's some kickers that stick around forever and there's other kickers that all of a sudden fall off the face of the earth at like age 30. It's weird. He has some of the most dominant seasons we've ever seen, and now he's he's off the... was on the Rams and he was dominant. Remember Blair Walsh? Yep, Blair (laughs) Walsh. Wow. What a name. (laughs) Uh, last thing on Dan's team before we move on, uh, this, this fellow from Miami, Jerome Baker over and under on points for Jerome. Is he the next Darius Leonard or was this simply a good week? I would expect probably about the same year that he had last year, maybe a little bit better. Um, but no, I wouldn't yeah. say he's the next Darius Leonard. A really good finish last year. Yeah, I mean, could be taking that next step. But yeah, could be. That yeah. would be the most damn thing ever. Lose freaking yeah, two of your best all. linebackers in your expansion draft and just have more emerge. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> all right. Well, one and zero for Dan, but he is not sitting atop the big five right now. And I'm just gonna jump over to that team Ooh. that is currently your number one seed in all of web. And that is a team that we kind of said was going to be a problem this season for the first time in like three years. And that was Parker. 
And uh, the Fresh Prince of Elaire came out and was like, you're damn right, I'm going to be a problem. And he scores 224 in week one. I I might have a hot take. Because oh, I, I took a look at the picks Parker has at, as well. And if I was just, um, like, if you just take everything, like, future, um, not necessarily best team this year, um, but just the whole package, Parker's team might be the one that I'd want the most. Because he, like, I took a look. I didn't realize how much pick ammo he has, like, the next two years. He has two this year and two next year. When you compare that to the other teams that he's hoping to compete with this year, it kind of blows him out of the water. It's like, man, this this roster is nice. And that goes one of two ways. He could could use those picks to add another superstar into this already loaded lineup. Or, yeah, he could ride it out. See how this year goes and bring in a few young studs for next season. But this is a scary team. I The big five is going to be a ride this year with me, Dan, and Parker. I, it's going to be a battle to the finish, I think. And Parker has as good of a chance as anybody, I think. After We kind of were talking him up as like an underdog. Like, you know, we, we like this team a lot. Maybe he kind of finds a path. Mm-hmm. I would start talking already again, week one of overreactions, but after seeing what Devonte did and what he's going to mean to this Packers offense for the entirety of this season, after seeing what Clyde did in his debut and seeing that that was a realized like the potential there was already starting to show. I, yeah, this is, this team's ready. They're, they're going to be in this for the long haul. So it was a crazy performance. I was just getting dunked on all afternoon. With <laughs> obviously, I like seeing Devonte just dominating, but um, Clyde set the pace, and Andrews had a nice one-handed touchdown. Uh, Patrick Queen, big debut, fourteen points, eight tackles, four somalis sack. Devin White doing Devin White things. Dude, the Devin White is looking just, good. I watched the Bucks and Saints for most of it, and like Devin White yeah, looked he's, like he's a everywhere, complete yeah. difference maker. Like that, he's locked yeah. in, man. Um, I guess one of the things would be Nick Chubb. What what do we think of him going forward with him kind of splitting snaps with Kareem with an already with a team already short at running back with just I think James White, yeah. and Sony. Yeah, Cohen. I would say. Chubb's ceiling is probably a little bit lower than like last year. I think maybe CEH is going to take this RB one spot. Yeah. Um, and Chubb should be better a better RB two than what he was working with last year at least. Yeah, even even if he splits carries. Yeah, and I mean that it's just, oh my god, dude, Hawkinson on the bench. He has that game where you're starting to be like, okay, this is probably his season now. Corey uh, Davis. Corey <laughs> Davis. <laughs> I don't was, even have to tell point. you, Corey Devontae Parker Parker's Davis DMs already, saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna need Corey Davis, please." I didn't. I wasn't even sure where he was. I was like, God, I just love watching him play. I don't, I don't even know what team he's on. And then I was like, of course it's Parker. But <laughs> yeah, one of those players you just lose track of. Like, who the hell has <laughs> this guy? Yeah. 
I there's no way 2020 doesn't end without Corey Davis on my team. If it takes if it takes the worst overpay you've ever seen in Webb's history, it'll I, I'll do it. I I can't I can't sit around and let this happen on somebody else's team. Oh, you should have did your did your work in the off season. Should have I know. seen this coming. Well, okay, there it was. I had it. Hawkinson and Corey Davis for Kareem Hunt and something. I don't even know what it was. Should have pulled the trigger. Didn't. That was in fucking like June or something. It was like people, uh, Corey was dead. Kareem was like maybe going to go to a different team. And it was a whole thing. And how how long ago that seems now that Parker has (laughs) the two best players in that trade. And I could have, hmm, I wouldn't have Chase Young though. Okay. Forgot about good. it. We're good. Chase. We're going <laughs> to breathe again. Okay. Caleb moving on here. This is, this is what I'm talking about. It's the week one overreaction season. Uh, this was your team. We have expectations for this team. It's a great team on paper. You have all these guys that you're excited about, but you're dealing with some injuries Kenny Galladay, uh, Mike Evans played, but it was a whole thing. Walk me through where your mind's at. I, I know that you've been pretty vocal about it, but like, let's be real here. What, what are you thinking now, sitting sitting here? Um, I mean, I'm I'm not quite as I don't know. I'm I'm still a little worried. The running back thing is, you know. Uh, Le'Veon's going on IR. Lindsey's got a foot injury. He's going to be week to week. So for a running back room that was already thin, I really couldn't afford that. And um, obviously uh, losing Galladay and pretty much Evans the day after we recorded that pod wasn't feeling as good. But, you know, you slide DJ Moore up there. Um, I had high hopes for Marvin Jones with no other wide receiver really out there. And it just, just nobody did anything this week. Nobody did anything. Nobody scored touchdowns except Gurley. He scored one, so that was good to see. But I, I started the wrong quarterback. There were some guys. Sammy Watkins had a big week. There were guys on my bench that I left points there. Uh, Sleeper reminded me that I was the worst manager this week. So <laughs> I, I honestly didn't. It was nice to see that the potential was in the 190s. So uh, that that's at least a little bit of something. But... Just all around, just not a good week. It did not go as I wanted. Um, yeah, I just, just kind of a ma- massive letdown. <laughs> well, you, you're in not quite as dire of a situation as you were last year in week one. Yeah. You scored yeah, 106. I see that. Yeah, so but, knowing uh, that I scored 106 week one last year and still came back and made the playoffs makes me feel a little better. Yeah, exactly. Remember, remember that depression pod after week one last year. I dropped to one thirty-five. Yep. Yeah. I was just gonna say that both of you had rough week ones, and you both made the playoffs. You both came out of week one looking really good. It's it's week one, man. It's yeah. it's overreaction season. I'm zero and one. I have Dave coming up next week. I'm gonna be zero and two. I just you know we all we all need to keep our composure here. Remember <laughs> who. Uh, who our rosters are. You got After, DJ Moore here. He's going to come alive for you yeah. through the season. You know, After we guys two, can help we, can, we can start panicking. Yeah. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0-2. 0
Owen two. That's a that's a pretty good uh, indication of how your season's going to go. I think uh, I'm pretty sure I did this research last year. Really? Yeah. Owen two is like yeah. You this isn't good for you. Owen three. Okay. Now you gotta. Now you gotta just. You gotta think about next season. Owen four. Sell the team. Yeah. Unless you're Dan, then nothing matters. (laughs) Go one and ten. You'll find a way. I don't know. (laughs) Four and somehow, ten somehow somehow like a race losses yeah <laughs> so all right well parker looked pretty damn good but uh we had a team over in the pack five that looked pretty damn good as well and uh that was dave so we're gonna switch gears over to dave and calvin and uh you know this is a team that we were talking up we had our whole, you know, the the screaming match, the FS1 segment of our Pack Five re- <laughs> recap, uh, and you know, by God, Dave came out and and put his name on the map. And I was thinking about something today because I'm playing him next week, and I was like, when's the last time that Dave was like a scary team to play, like? When's the last time that somebody saw Dave on the schedule and they were like, oh, shit. Uh, this might be the first time ever. I, th- I think it is. I mean, last year he he was winning games, but from a stats point standpoint, it wasn't really overwhelming. Um, but looking at like his weakness has always been the defense. Um, and I think he might have finally have it put together. I mean, from week eight last year onward, he averaged 59 points per game on defense, and he comes out this week with a 63. I think he might have finally um, erased those demons that he'd been battling for pretty much all of web history. Um, And with that offense, if that defense is going to be a 60-point-per-game defense, that's, that's scary. It's a scary team to match up against. It was... Those linebackers that he's got here, Blake Martinez, Jalen Smith, they're they're just gonna be racking up tackles. Even Levante David had eleven, so I feel like that's a nice little floor for him each week. And Shaq Barrett gets defensive line eligibility. Um, didn't really see a huge game out of him, but if if he replicates last season's uh, numbers, that that's a big deal. And yeah, just a just a great week all around for for Dave and. I'd be a little happy for him. It's finally, finally coming around. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at the uh, the average, the defensive average, uh, it was it's a, relatively the same, uh, just a few decimals different than last year, week one. Um, but we saw the average of the defense at that sixty mark again. So back to back seasons, the overall average per week was sixty. Do we expect that that's going to drop this season with the added teams and kind of a thinner defense all around the league? Or (sighs) is it going to stay relatively steady, you think? I think it could drop just from everything being spread out more. Um, Which, honestly, I've been thinking maybe even looking at adjusting it a little bit after this year at least doing a vote on maybe adding some more points in somewhere to the d especially with adding in more offensive points kind of try and offset that a little bit because i think it 
I think it will end up a little bit lower just with everything being more spread out. Um, but I think people are paying more attention to it now, so maybe that could offset it a little bit, especially judging from the, the waiver round this week. It seemed like there was a lot yeah. of people going in on defensive players on waivers. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I that's that's kind of where my mind's at as well. Is we're we finally see it it feels like one to twelve everybody's like hyper aware of their defense now. Every every team is 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 bought into this idea that you have to have a strong defense to be competitive. A strong defense can honestly make you competitive, even if you don't necessarily have all of the studs on mm-hmm. offense as some of these other teams. And for Dave, I mean, that's that's certainly what we saw this week. I mean, 63, uh, that was the third highest defensive score this week. And I, I don't think it's a fluke. We, we talked about this in the preview that he's invested a lot of time and and kind of curated this defense now that looks completely different than two years ago when it was just, you know, I'm gonna pick up some linebacker and we'll start them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is a defense that it ha- it it has name value and the points are are there as well now. So quick question. Is Darius Leonard the most influential player in web history? Completely changed the <laughs> almost every web team's mindset. <laughs> like if there was a, in 10 years, if we start some web 30 for 30 series, like going through the history of web, I don't think there's any way that the first episode isn't Darius Leonard. Like <laughs> you're, you're completely right. He changed web. He yeah. won Josh a championship in, in mm-hmm. a season in which Josh was supposed to have the number one overall pick. And mm-hmm. ever since the 2018 season, teams have been like, oh, okay, we need to find Darius Leonard somewhere. Yeah. And look what's happened. I mean, it's it's absolutely true that Darius Leonard, the effect of him, it's it's been felt throughout the league since then, 100%. Even in the draft, Caleb yeah. last year going out grabbing those guys, and and you know the, even this year now Chase Young, a defensive lineman in the first. Are you kidding me? That would have that that's ridiculous. Yeah. Miles Garrett went the third round, late third. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Darius Leonard happened, and immediately we're getting defensive players drafted. Eleven, that's crazy. Yeah, my God. Well, uh, yeah, huge week for Dave. I mean, that all indications would would say that you know that this is his year, man. I I don't care if it's week one. This this is his best moment ever in web to to take this finally get into post fourteen play, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm afraid to play him. He's a scary team to play, and we'll see how that how he comes out next week, but. It'll be interesting. Uh, flip side of this game, Calvin, another team that we kind of said maybe maybe a little sneaky. He's got some guys, and honestly, he had a pretty damn good week. 175. Um, saw you know big things out of Josh Jacobs. Looks like an absolute stud, which we all kind yeah. of expected. Calvin Ridley has that game that everyone's been talking about all offseason. What do you guys think about Calvin? 
I think I am sick of Calvin Ridley taking Julio's touchdowns. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but no, definitely huge weeks. Like Josh Jacobs, kind of a quiet pickup for Calvin throughout the year. Kind of a guy you kind of forget what team he's on. Um, he's like, oh shit, Calvin got Josh Jacobs this offseason. Um, yeah, a lot. A lot of pieces here. Amari got was getting fed. Um, you gotta think he's gonna get some touchdowns. Melvin looked good. Um, Lindsey's hurt now. Um, so freaking he's got picked up Roethlisberger right before the season. Should be um, a good fantasy point producer for him. I was gonna take a look at the defense because that's what we were worried about. A little underwhelming. Great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely huge things from Calvin Ridley. Falcons are going to be down a lot. Well, not necessarily down, but just in shootouts a lot this year. Um, Amari getting fed. A lot of a lot of bright spots for Calvin this week, even though he didn't get the W. And uh, Marlon Mack out for the season, which means Jonathan Taylor getting oh, thrusted yeah. in the starting role. Yep, kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, that's a he's huge got, deal. <laughs> he's got James Conner who got hurt like a quarter into the game, so um, sort of that's probably going to be the little switcheroo there in his flex spot. And, uh, you know, quiet, quiet games from some other guys that were getting hyped up like Hurst and Boyd. We'll see how that progresses throughout the season. Defense, like you said, pretty underwhelming. Um, I, I still think he might have to try and address that there, but, uh, otherwise, yeah, a really solid week out of Kelvin. I think he sh- sort of showed what we were expecting. Um, We'll see how it goes going forward. Yeah, I think Calvin is a perfect example of uh, what what it means to invest in your defense because, honestly, he's a couple of defensive moves away from, like, seriously putting himself into the mix this season. Like, if, if there's chaos in front of him, and, and there's going to be because we have a lot of good teams again, and, you know, me, Parker, and Dan are going to go at it you guys in the in the pack five are going to go at it. If if uh, if if those teams kind of devour each other and this ends up turning into one of those weird like seven and seven, eight and six seasons, I think Calvin's going to be right there by the end of it with this team that he has now, especially with you know JT getting in the mix already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, de- definitely a team that could benefit from a couple of of defensive moves if he chooses to to go after it maybe he starts hot after this uh, initial loss rips off a few wins and decides he wants to you know make a little bit of a play but we'll see where his mind's at if it's a seven and seven eight and six kind of battle for the playoffs who better who better man <laughs> than mr seven and seven you know the, the last time the, the last time kelvin made it into the dance that's well the the last and only time he made it into the dance. That's exactly what happened. It was that type of a season. <laughs> made it to the title game. What a what a guy. Nine and five that year. Well, uh moving on. We got a couple it's weird. We got six games now. I forget yeah, about that. We got a little so extra many. extra time here. Um let's move to the 2018 championship rematch we'll save the expansion duel for the last game but josh and carter 
this was, you know, these these guys are going to be tied together forever. This is a new <laughs> a new interconference thing with uh, with that 2018 luster, but um, yeah. unbelievable un- when it came down to it with this game separated by 0.5 points, one of the closest games in Webb's history. I didn't even know what was happening. We're talking about linebacker <laughs> tackles and assist, and I'm like, yeah, I'll yeah. change it. I'll just I'll change it. I don't care. Then I'm like, wait a minute. This was a <laughs> what? How close was that game? <laughs> he was yeah, a tackle away from Cam Hayward for like a whole quarter, yeah, and it I mean, just didn't yeah, happen. <laughs> the entire fourth quarter after Cam Hayward of all people gets an interception. <laughs> <It's> an interception. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Now he's him with point five. So, <laughs> he's cut for that. Yeah. Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's become harsh over there in Good. Josh's Honestly, locker room since the championship. Yeah, he the, tweeted about it, but he was like Darius Leonard. Thought about how Darius Leonard sort of covers up all the holes in his defense, and then he he sees what's happened happened this week, and he cuts three of the guys he had. Yeah, uh, got it, hurt, but we're still in his lineup. Yes, three starters starters gone for the win. (laughs) Yeah, he talked about it. I don't see that very often. (laughs) End of an era. I think Josh is down and defense might be done. It happens to to them all. You know, Mm -hmm. the Legion of Boom died and and it's it's (laughs) been resuscitated over in in Parker's Parker's sphere over there. But yeah, I don't know. It's God, th- this was such a weird game when you look at it because, like, I, I mean, Carter gets a win. He's 1-0. This is a team that we didn't expect, you know, much out of this season. But um, he he gets on the board here behind, you know, the strength of, uh, honestly, his defense was, was what did it this week. He had the yeah. uh, 78-point game, led all teams there. Wow. So that's that's the difference in this game. Um, but an, another quiet pickup was him picking up Buddha this offseason. Yep, yep, absolutely. And Great. Kyler Murray on the bench this week that was a little bit surprising to me. I don't think we're gonna see that moving forward. Nah. I was actually gonna say, I think it's gonna be an interesting year for Carter on the QB decisions. Really, yeah. Do, do you go with Matt Ryan, is gonna be in a lot of Falcons shootouts, or do you go with Kyler with the uh nice. running game ability? I, I'm, I, I mean, I'm just. With, uh... Josh Allen and Dak Prescott too. Like we didn't yeah, talk about quarterbacks yeah. for that, but it's like Josh Allen is just an absolute sort of like Jameis Winston on crack, but like he's he's actually like pretty good. <laughs> um so either that or like Dak Dak's floor that you're kind of expecting. Yeah. Matchups. Well, and that that's the thing. Like, I mean, the Dak and Josh Allen, like, I feel like those guys are like right next to each other in the rankings. Like, if you ranked out quarterbacks, like they would be like maybe right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Kyler has like yeah. that dynasty appeal where it, he's he's ascended so high now. Where to me, like, just thinking about it, like rankings wise, I'm like, yeah, I'm starting Kyler. Like, this is his year. Like, I. I mean, I'm pretty high on him. I, I'm on record of saying I think he's going to win the MVP this season. But I I can't, I guess, now that you say that, I, I can't necessarily, like, fault him. I mean, Matt Ryan's going to put up stats again. He's underrated, as always, former MVP. And they were pretty much identical in scoring this week. So yeah, yeah. we'll see how that goes throughout the year. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, big, big week. He's, he's got uh, Malcolm Brown on the bench, who looks like the guy in L.A. for the time being, at least. So maybe he gets involved in the starting lineup. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes for Carter. I don't think he's, you know, he he has an, an understanding of what the big five looks like ahead of him. But, you know, we, we've seen him start hot before. Yeah. Yeah. The gritty 2018 season ahead for Carter. Are we going to yeah. start the? Do we love the team? Sucking of Carter, dude. If he's <laughs> if he's two and zero, I'm all in. Who's he if got? he's two and zero, I'm <laughs> like, okay, this team is winning the title. Who's he got? Caleb. Oh my God, oh, yes. Jesus! <laughs> oh, that's Next perfect. week is a deciding factor for two teams. Our oh, fate will be decided week two. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, well. The the flip side of this is Josh, who does have expectations. Maybe for the first time in a while, uh, he's going into a season maybe like actually expecting to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it started out on Thursday with David Johnson, who has now been renamed Undertaker GIF, <laughs> rising, <laughs> sitting up from the grave. <laughs> he is back. Look he looked fuck. He looked good, man. I uh, he looked great. I was like shocked. Like, yeah, this looks like David Johnson. But uh, the other side of that was Marlon Mack, who we just talked about, is now out for the season. That was his other guy, Miles Sanders, coming back from injury though, so he'll slot in. And uh, Allen Robinson going going through it with the Bears right now at a. You know, yeah. had, had a decent little game in, in week one, but I don't know what's going on with uh, with him and the team. What did you guys think of Josh's week one? The defense, we talked about it, just fucking slaughtered it. Darius had 10. Logan, Logan Thomas. Tight Logan Thomas touched out. How does he do it? How does he do it? The Every king. He's the he king. Picks, just touchdown. Kid could write a it's book incredible. about tight end streaming. <laughs> he really pay him for it. I'd pay him for the book. He should just always, if he gets any good tight end, he should just always trade them because it just he's gonna do better There's streaming. There's always someone else out there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I think he got um, a little unlucky this week. I know. I think Cashman got hurt pretty early. Um. Obviously, Mac was kind of set, setting himself up for a pretty big game before he got hurt. So I think he got a little lucky. I think maybe expect this team to be in the 175, 180 range most weeks. Um, still not giving up hope. I was def- definitely the highest on Josh out of the three of us. I still think Lamar can cover up a lot of flaws in this roster, but definitely some things that are going to be have to be addressed probably mostly with the defense, um, which is kind of weird to say for Josh. Super weird. Yeah, he also has Naheem Hines on the bench, who was the the weird star of week one. Um, See how that continues for him, especially now with Mac being out. And his his rookies, his running backs, eh, they, you know, DeAndre scored a touchdown, also dropped the game-winning pass. So, yeah, (laughs) see how that goes. But, yeah, Miles Sanders coming back. I don't know. This is just a week where you have to just forget about it. It's a .5 loss. You know, you just move on and see how it goes in week two for him, I think. But last game of the week. It's time. 
to talk about Webb's newest additions, not about the expansion draft, not about their trades, not about any of this BS. They have played their first games of their Webb's career of their Webb franchise's careers. And mm-hmm. these these teams now have history. There is a team that has won its first game in Webb in, in 15 years when the story of the dynasty team is told. <laughs> it will be it started all with that win in 2020. I love that name. It's uh, dude, it's perfect. I'm like it, it really it. is. It's, it's so good. That's a that's a brand. Keep it forever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and and even more so getting this win right away because uh, we I mean I I was kind of mentioning when we were talking like I was I was kind of surprised with how much I liked Colin's team and he he had made some moves and he'd gotten some more picks but he'd held on to a few players that I thought could be really good producers for him this season and one of those obviously was Raheem Mostert who. Mm-hmm comes out and does it again. Um, and, you know, the defense looked pretty good, too. What I mean, I, obviously, we're not talking about expectations here for this season, but, like, what did you guys think about, about Collins' debut? I liked it a lot. I think he's got his... He's not a pushover in the way that maybe a Riley or a Tim are this year. I think he's got potential to put up like 150, 160 weeks if things break right. Obviously, obviously you should expect more out of Baker for the rest of this year. Maybe get 20 out of him per week. Um, that's that's some potential points. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Might be asking a lot. But yeah, most of looks explosive. Can Should get Sutton back. John Brown, underrated. Yep. <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. Just kid gets yeah. targeted. Ten targets. People forget about him because Josh Allen throws him the ball. James Washington got in the end zone. Yeah, it's it's a team that's not gonna be a pushover this year. It's not just a free win. Yeah, yeah I like it. A good good performance, respectable. Well, I mean good performance for his first week ever. Even a guy like James Robinson. Comes in and has a yeah. has a decent week for the Jags off the waiver wire. Um, he'll get Sutton back. Lazard had a good week. He, yep. he was one of our one of our web factors. Might have been mine. I don't know. Um, good week for him. Packers are back. Rodgers is back. And then uh, and then looking forward, you know, he got Derwin James. So um, for next season, that'll be interesting to follow as he maybe tries to build the defense. I guess I don't know how. And it'll be interesting to see how quickly this team. Is able to right the ship and start, uh, ship and sort of become a a contender because he's he's already showing signs of life like more than most of us probably expected for inaugural season. So it's definitely going to be fun to watch and see how he he does this season. Colin is he's a winner. Like he he's not the kind of person that's okay with sitting back. Like he he's not a Tim. He's not a team that's going to just throw in the towel for three years. And I think we're seeing that. And, you know, it, it's, this is a team that we, a few months ago, it was like, yeah, this is going to be the number one overall pick. He, you know, his team, his roster wasn't looking that great. It wasn't up to Riley's at that point. And 
I think we've seen him really developing already as a dynasty mm-hmm. owner. Uh, the nuance of you know knowing when to trade guys, when to hold, who to go after. You know he, he's made some really savvy trades, and I think uh, you know if if that continues, if he continues to evolve and to to grow into himself as an owner and feel out the league like he's done so far. I mean, th- this could be a team that that turns it around pretty quickly. And he has plenty of opportunities to add more, uh, you know, picks or young talent to his roster with with what we saw this week. I mean, he he held those guys. Their value is increasing. Mostert is in a prime position to be a, a bidding war candidate for these teams that are looking to add some depth at, at running back or, or, you know, flex player. Yeah, I think it's going to be a seller's market, too, with how much teams we talked about just this past hour with trying to go for it. It's pretty much everyone but these three teams is pretty much thinking they have a chance this year. So I don't feel like definitely bidding wars have the chance to develop. Yeah, definitely. And flip side of this is Riley. And I mean... He comes out here uh, week low for Riley in his first game, 118. So, I mean, it's it's kind of the same situation though. You know, we he comes out. He had a plan. His his plan was was you know he wanted to get rid of these guys. He wanted to turn over his players, get get these some of these kind of budding star players into his lineup, and at the expense of he's going to field a pretty bad team for a while. Uh, You know, he's got the AJ Brown, the DJ Chark, you know, those kind of guys in the lineup. But around that, it doesn't look as solid as Collins and that's okay. You know, he's, he's, he's got uh, aspirations to get Jamar chase as his team name would suggest. And he's right on his way after week one. We'll see how that (laughs) continues. Yeah. Thank you. This was about as good as you could expect out of a 118 week. I mean, AJ Brown, you're going to expect him to bounce back. DJ Charge should probably get some more yards um, than 25. And Ruggs was kind of all over the field, I think, maybe showing out a little bit more than what Webb thought with him falling to the second. Um, got hurt there, but had the potential for a better week. And then even Paris Campbell um, kind of balled out. So his wide receiver crew looks good. Um, Josh Kelly was getting used like did I did I say that right, Josh? I know there's like a John Kelly too. Yeah, or it's something. Josh. That's Josh. <laughs> yep. There is a John Kelly. It's <laughs> also Rob Kelly. Fat Rob. Yeah. Fat Rob. <laughs> wow. I haven't heard that name in so long. <laughs> but, oh, I hate it. But yeah, Josh Kelly got like used a lot more than I was expecting. They kind of went to him in the red zone more so than Eckler. Um, so that was good to see. Um, Kirion got his chops stolen by AP in like three days. So you kind of hate to see it's that. It's unreal. AP was on that team for how long? And even out, he's out snapping uh, Swift too. It's, it's yeah. at like 36. It's crazy. And I think this defense is going to put up more points than they did this week on average for sure. I don't know what was he at, but look, they were a little underwhelming. So. But a lot of bright spots for Riley's team, despite yeah. the the low score. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, comes down to all these receivers he's got. You know, they drafted, 
and how long it takes them to pan out if they do become successful. Um, and that's, I guess we'll see down the line when he addresses the running back position. Like if, if this is the long play he's doing, like, is it, is it next year? If he says he's chasing chase, like, is he all in on that? Or do you go with a Najee Harris or Etienne if this team's starting to look up at the end of the season? Yeah. So, and, and with the quarterback all, buffs. It could all you know, change, too. We, uh, last yeah. year at this time, it was Judy. And now, yeah, you know, exactly. it all changed. So, well, you never it's, know. It's tough because now Jamar, is, he's, he's yeah, tapes out there. Done. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's week one. That's that's it. We we did it. We ran through it. There's six teams that are happy and six teams that are pissed. Maybe five if Riley's happy with his result. I don't know, but uh, but we're 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 going right on through here. Uh, the the non-conference block a little bit different this year with six weeks. And uh, we're going to, the big five and the pack five are going to become very familiar with each other through the f- nearly first half of the season. Yeah. So you know what time it is. It is time for the first lightning round of 2020. I missed the Cue music. We got a huge yeah. week. Yeah. Let's uh, let's kick it off. Uh, first game, me and Dave might be Ooh, the game of the week. I don't know. Haven't sent the poll out yet. Might be though. What are we thinking? I think it's mine. Um, mm, mm, no, uh, Brandon Cooks in the lineup. That's rough to see. Mm, I think I'm gonna pick Dave. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, this is tough. Two really good teams. Um, Chase Young into the lineup. Eckler, I'm going to go Mingo, get back to 500. I expect the team to bounce back. No Michael Thomas, that hurts, but I think we're going to see some improvement across the board. But I'm going to pick Dave, because the team's just too damn good. Moving on, Parker, hottest team in the league. Matching up with Josh, looking for that rebound. Oh, I think it's going to be close, but I think Parker's going to continue on. I think CH is going to get some more action in the passing game this week and carry him to victory. Yeah, I uh, see Scotty Miller into the lineup for Josh. Um, Brady is, loves him, man. I mean, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, but being pummeled by Parker, I think he puts up uh, another good week and takes down Josh. Yeah, uh, I think Parker's just, he, he's going to be hot right now. He's going to be the story of this first three or four weeks, I think. Uh, and yeah, he, he's going to continue this on to an elf, Parker. Moving on, Carter looks to push his uh, advantage here after the close win against Josh against the Caleb team that might be floundering already. <laughs> Ooh, Mike Evans back. I'm gonna go Caleb to even it up one and one. Uh yeah, we got Mike Evans back. Praying to God Kenny Galladay's back in the back in the lineup. Rebound week. Get the dub. Give it to me. 
Yeah, I want to get I want to get spicy on this one. I do, but uh, I feel like I might send Caleb into a spiraling depression if I don't pick him. Stop. And uh, <laughs> you can come on. No, I I have full confidence in your team, Caleb. The Dark Brotherhood is gonna bounce back. It's gonna look like itself again. You're gonna get on the board with a win, picking you. All right, uh, that would leave us with Kelvin. Had a pretty good week matching up with Riley for the first time ever. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Kelvin. Beat Kelvin. Beat the. Uh... Lowly Anybody want to pick Riley? <laughs> Not me. That's why we need some spreads. You, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm picking. I'm picking Calvin. Sorry, sorry, Riley. Uh, all right, another another big matchup here, week two. We got uh, the old, the old Dan Frazier game, Ooh. a postseason staple. Ooh. Yeah, wild card round staple. Yep. Uh, ooh, I think my defense is going to bounce back. I'm not confident. I would be perfectly fine with getting out of these first two games one and one. But I got a back to squad. I'm going to pick myself to go 2-0. Oh. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. It's tough to really pull these two teams apart. A little worried about Dan not having a kicker yet. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dan. Yeah, this is gonna be a super close game. I hope it should be, and uh, you gotta think Saquon's gonna bounce back for Dan. But uh, I I'm feeling some magic over there in Dave Wilson Batman. I'm I'm, I'm picking Frazier. And the final game of the week, it's a doozy, everybody. <laughs> Tim takes his bunch of rascals to face Colin for the first time ever. Uh, I'm going to pick the team that actually has heart. Colin, rather than fucking Tim's pathetic squad. 2-0. Could you believe it? (laughs) Let's do it. 2-0. You know, what a world... What a world we're living in where Colin is going to be unanimously chosen to win in his first ever lightning round appearance. <laughs> but here we are. I'm Dude, picking this, Colin, and uh, I feel pretty good about it. These might be his last two wins, but you know what? We're going to live it up. <laughs> and if he's 2-0, and all, the, that 2-12, and 3-11 and 11 prediction, that, that starts to get a little weird. He'd sneak his way to 5-9. and nine. If the season, if COVID ends the season today, yeah, Colin Damn. is in the playoffs. Oh my God, <laughs> let it happen! I'm ready. Well, that's week two, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun ride, everybody. Caleb's ready. gonna do good. He's not gonna quit. I'm gonna lose, but I'm it's okay. I'm losing to the team that I am only okay with losing to. It's all going to be good. No one has permission to panic until after this week. True. When we come back next week, the week two podcast, and somebody's own two that shouldn't be, then we can start panic yelling. Panic. Yeah, then we'll start yelling. <laughs> Let's just turn this podcast into a straight up FS1 show. Let's get a. Colin's 2 and 0. Oh. 
Tell me this team can't make the playoffs. Tell me this team. Raheem Mostert. Why can't they? Raheem Mostert might be the best back in the league. Might be the best back ever. Fastest. Jamison Crowder. (laughs) The web factor. The most overrated player in the NFL. Jamison Crowder might have 200 receptions this year. (laughs) I'm going to win. We're going to be out here talking about me trading Michael Thomas. Does this team need Michael Thomas? (laughs) No. Does Michael Thomas want to be with Mingo's moneymakers? Is he trying to leave? Contract disputes. Bring it to web. (laughs) Doesn't really seem like it's a culture fit, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of soft. We don't like that. We like guys that'll get up in your grill, but like not well, like that. Travis Kelsey's been been harping on him a little bit. Well, we'll see. Well, guys, it was fun. We're back. It's week one, and uh, by God, we're in it now. Fourteen weeks of living hell. Constant oh, stress. Yep. Every game is. Freaking important. Only yep. four teams make it. Ugh. Caleb's ripping his own eyeballs out as we speak. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <Grown> ah. <laughs> well, for for everybody's sake, I really hope that uh, we all have success in week two. And for everybody listening out there, let's make it a great week. <laughs>